Welcome to another episode of the Solo Somewhere podcast. I'm your host, Savannah, or some of you might know me as SLC Travels, and I'm the full-time solo traveler and content creator. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring you to start traveling on your own terms. In today's episode, I'm going to help you build your confidence so you can start traveling on your own terms. I'll give you tips that I help to build my confidence with it and things that you guys can do right now to start building the confidence and getting yourself prepared to start traveling solo. The first thought of solo travel might be really scary. It honestly was for me. It's really intimidating thinking about having to do everything on your own and having no one around you that knows you or or that you know. It's really intimidating, but with the right mindset and the right confidence, it's a breeze. So I'm here to help you guys and give you a few tips that you can implement right now to start building the confidence and getting you ready to solo travel. There's a few tips in here that I didn't know before my first trip that would have been so beneficial just to like know and have them and have in the back of your head so that you can be thinking about as you're solo traveling and just reminding yourself. For example, one of the tips is to remember the benefits. It's easy to get caught up in the stress and the anxiety of it all and the nervousness and to kind of just forget about why you're solo traveling in the first place and the benefits outweigh the cons. For example, you're responsible for yourself and you might see that as a scary thing, but think about it as a good thing. The only person you have to look after is yourself. You don't have to worry about what anyone else is doing, what anyone else is getting themselves into. You only have to do what's best for you and you don't have to worry about what anyone else is doing. I see that as a benefit, not as a con. Another thing that might seem scary at first is meeting people and talking to strangers. We all know that's what your parents tell you when you're little, don't talk to strangers, but in solo travel, It's actually the opposite. You want to talk to strangers. You want to meet people. And one of the benefits is that you get to meet people from all over the world that you would never ever meet in your daily and normal life. Let's be real here. I've met people from Germany, from the UK, even other people from the US. But if I wasn't on these solo trips or wasn't staying at that hostel on that right day, on the right time, I would have never ever met them. So yes, it might seem scary that you're talking to strangers and meeting new people all the time, but it's really an awesome thing because a lot of times it's peers. It's people the same age as you that are doing the same thing, that are solo traveling. So they're in a similar situation. You have things in common and it's not scary at all. It's just meeting new friends, meeting people from different parts of the world, learning a little bit about their culture. It's really an awesome thing. And another amazing benefit to solo travel is you have control over your entire itinerary. Every single thing you do in the day, you are the mastermind behind it. You can do what you want when you want. And that is such a powerful and I feel like underrated thing about solo travel because I've been on trips with my friends before, which I love and they're so much fun, but sometimes you get stuck doing something you don't want to do or going to a restaurant that didn't really look that great to you, or maybe you had found one that was better and you wanted to go there but the majority won and you went to the different place and that kind of can get annoying I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie I've been on a trip before where a lot of things went that way and it just starts to be like like I wish I was on my own where I could go to cooler places whereas if you're solo traveling you get to go to the cool places whatever place you want to go to you get to go and that is such an awesome benefit of it so keep all of those benefits in mind when you're starting to have that anxiety and nervousness about the solo trip 
be like, okay, why am I doing this in the first place? Oh yeah, I get to choose my itinerary. I get to do everything I want. I get to meet new people. Okay, yeah, that's why I'm doing it. And it just puts more confidence in you and reassures you why you're doing it in the first place. I'm not gonna lie to you guys, before my first solo trip, I really didn't prepare myself at all. I didn't have any tips as to how I could build the confidence. I was a confident traveler, and I think that's what made me be able to do it, is because I was confident in myself traveling, not necessarily in myself solo traveling, but I was just confident that I would be able to navigate airports and transportation and stuff like that. But I also didn't allow myself to like have enough time to make all those nerves set in almost because I kind of booked it and then I kind of just went. Whereas if you book it maybe six months in advance, there's more room for you to start thinking about every single thing that could possibly go wrong and make more nerves. So I'm not saying one way is better than the other way. Because you definitely want to have enough time where you can plan stuff in advance. But I'm just saying, don't psych yourself out about it. And this goes into one of my tips for how to build confidence is be safe but not scared. There is a big distinction because just because you're safe doesn't mean that you're not still scared about all the things that could go wrong. So you need to make sure you're taking safety tips and precautions but not being overly scared to do things and then end up missing out on opportunities because you felt, well, what if this went wrong? Well, what if that happened? So I definitely recommend, of course, being safe. And if you feel like a situation is maybe a little bit off, then it definitely is. And avoid that 100%. But if you're just met someone at the hostel and they're going on a day trip to a different part of the island and you're sitting there wondering should I go because I mean it could be dangerous like what if they're gonna kidnap me like that's overthinking it as opposed to a situation where someone's asking oh what hostel are you staying at I should walk you there like then that might sound a little sketchy like someone's trying to take advantage of you avoid that don't do that be overly cautious on that side but if you meet new friends and you want to go and explore the day with them do it don't be overly cautious about those types of things and just don't build yourself up about it too much i know that can be really hard at times because our Brains, I feel like, are hardwired to just think about all possible outcomes, especially negative ones, but try to think of the positives more than the negatives. With all that being said, of course, you want to stay safe, and I want you guys to stay safe by taking precautions, so make sure you are still doing your research. I like to Google, like, places to avoid in blank destination so that you know what neighborhoods are the most dangerous so you can make sure you avoid that and just do research from people who've actually been to the destination or talk to someone who has been to the destination, get their first-hand experiences and their knowledge of that place. And most, most, most importantly, don't listen to people who haven't been there before. I can't stress this enough. Let me take Guatemala for example. My first solo trip, as you guys know, was to Guatemala. And in the US, Guatemala has this reputation of it's unsafe. It's categorized as a level three or level four unsafe for travel on the US government's travel advisories. And if a person was to look at that, they would say, Guatemala is unsafe, you should not be going there. And I had a lot of people 
tell that to me, to be honest, that they were worried about my safety and didn't think I should be solo traveling there, especially as a woman. But guess what? The people telling me this were the people that have never even traveled to the country, that have never even traveled to Central America at all. So how would they have an accurate representation of what it's like traveling to that country if they've never even been there. So I can't stress that enough for you guys to not listen to people who haven't been to the country before because everyone can make wild accusations about the safety levels there, but the only people that truly know are people that live there or people that have recently traveled there. And a few tips I have for finding people who have traveled to the destination is if you follow some travel influencers, you can see if they've been there before, you can see if they have blog posts about it, or you can see their Instagram stories about that trip, or you can also, there's a few Facebook groups where you can join and you can like type in the Facebook group, hey, has anyone been to Guatemala before? And then they'll respond and you can have conversations with people who've actually traveled there before. If you're interested in those Facebook groups, the ones I personally am in is Borderless Travels, the Travel Squad and Girls Love to Travel. Super awesome community on Facebook with girls who love to solo travel and are super open about it. So I recommend joining those if you're looking for people who have been to specific destinations. When choosing what destination you should visit for your first ever solo trip, this is another thing that can be super intimidating at first because there's so many destinations and you don't know if they're right for solo travelers. You might not know anything about them. So I have a few tips for this. If you didn't listen to my podcast specifically about that, you should go ahead and give that a listen, but I'll kind of summarize it here for you. So if you're new to travel, a few places that I recommend is Southeast Asia because it is very affordable besides the plane ticket. Once you're there, it's very affordable for food, for hostels. It is also a backpacker hotspot. So there's gonna be a lot of other solo travelers there at all times of the year. Super easy way to meet people. And a lot of the countries, let's say Thailand, Vietnam, Indonesia, are very, very safe for solo travelers. And like I said, there's already a lot of solo travelers there. So that's how you know a destination is safe for solo travel as well. If you are looking for somewhere not halfway across the world, I totally understand that as well. Then for you, I would recommend going somewhere that has been on your bucket list for a while that you're excited to visit or that is not too far from home. So say you just want to take a weekend trip to a place that's a couple hours away from your hometown but you've never been before, go take a weekend trip there. That way you're not going too far from home but you are still taking a solo trip so that's a first great step and great opportunity for you to see what works well for you in solo travel, what doesn't work well. And then you can kind of build off from there and then maybe go to a different state or then go international. Another thing I suggest that will build your confidence is Plan your first night well and get your trip ready in advance. This is going to help you build confidence by knowing that you're prepared and you're ready to take this trip. But what I mean by that is don't plan your entire trip from front to back, every single accommodation, every single activity. The reason I say don't do that is because solo travel can change 
so fast when you're on your actual trip. Like you could meet someone at a hostel and then instead of choosing to do what you were planning on the next day, they might be going and taking a day trip somewhere else and you might want to go do that. So if you have everything planned out to the minute, you have no flexibility to be able to go with that person that you just met and take a day trip with them or do something else that comes up in the moment. So I definitely recommend having flexibility in your trip schedule. But on the other hand, also making sure that all in all it's planned well. And what I mean by that is like making sure you have your important documents, boarding passes, you have apps downloaded that you want to make sure you have, you have maps downloaded for the place that you're in. You can do this on Google Maps. You can download specific maps of like wherever you are, say you're in London, you can download London maps so that when you're there, even if you don't have Wi-Fi, you can access the maps. I definitely recommend doing that. But what I'm trying to say is make sure you have those types of things but don't have everything planned out. Although I say don't have every single thing planned, I definitely recommend having your first night planned well. This will not only give you the confidence that your first night is going to go smoothly, but it's also going to allow you to get to the destination, know exactly what you're doing, if you're going to take a taxi, if you have a shuttle service planned to pick you up, if you're going to do an Uber, whatever it is that you're going to do to get to your hotel. Make sure you have that planned in advance so that once you get landed, you're not stressed out and saying, oh, how do I get to my hotel? What do I do? You're going to know the second that you land, you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to go out here. I'm going to get in my Uber and it's going to take me to this hotel. So make sure you have that planned because it will save you a lot of stress and a lot of worrying for the first night or so. You can do it for like maybe the first three nights even if you want to have that extra security. But then after that, I would recommend having some flexibility and kind of planning it as you go along. Now if you don't want to be planning anything and you're just thinking about all of the this stuff to plan on your own scares you a little bit, I totally understand as well and if that is your case then I recommend taking a group trip and joining a group tour for your first ever solo trip. I'm actually hosting one to go to Bali in June and that type of thing I recommend for you because that's already completely planned out. The itinerary is this, this, you're staying here on this night, you're staying here on the next night, but it's still a solo trip because you still have to get there on your own. You still have to figure everything out. You're traveling on your own, but you'll have a group surrounding you and supporting you and an itinerary already planned out. So it saves you from the hassle of that but it also teaches you how to solo travel a little bit and you'll still get to learn things about yourself and you'll get to see if solo travel is even right for you. If you go on that and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine like planning all of that on my own, like that's just not for me. Well, now you know. So it's better that you take a trip that teaches you one way or another what's right for you. Another tip that I would suggest for you guys is to learn some of the basic local language. This will just help you be able to get around better. Now, of course, I'm not suggesting that you have to be fluent in any language. I certainly am not fluent in any language besides English, but it's just nice to know hello, goodbye, thank you, stuff like that, so that ordering might be a tad bit easier and just communicating with people in general. Now, since you obviously aren't gonna be fluent in a lot of the languages, I would recommend also having the Google Translate app downloaded on your phone because you can actually download specific languages. For example, say you're going to France, this is what I did. I downloaded French on Google Translate because I absolutely know no French, it's really, 
really bad, but I downloaded the French language on Google Translate. And then even if I didn't have Wi-Fi, I was able to translate things or what you can do on the Google Translate app that's really cool is you can actually scan, say that there's a sign, you can do the scan feature and it'll like show your camera and you scan that sign and it translates it. I don't know how it works, but it's really, really cool. So it's definitely a useful app to have and useful to know just a few of the basic local words. Going along with the group tours, another thing that instead of if you don't want to book an entire group trip, you can do a specific group tour such as a walking tour in a city. Like if you're in Paris, you can do a free walking tour and that still has you surrounded by other people, but isn't an entire trip that is planned by someone else. Or you can do, for example, in Guatemala, I did a group hike to Volcan Fuego, the active volcano there, and that was with probably around 20 plus other people. And that was just a super good way to do a hike because I went to probably wanted to do that hike on my own. You actually can't for that specific hike, but just hiking in general. Oftentimes, if it's a more strenuous hike or a long hike, you probably don't wanna do that on your own and maybe even for safety reasons. So that was a great way to surround myself with others to meet other people and for it to be a little bit safer was by doing that hike as a group hike with a tour agency. So if you're looking for something like that on your solo trip, you can easily Google. For example, you can Google free walking tours or you can go to a tour site such as Get Your Guide or Viator, I don't know how to pronounce that, but sites like that where it's group tours already. So you're surrounded by people and it lets you build your confidence a little bit more by still being solo, but being surrounded by people so you feel maybe a little bit safer. So I wanna leave you guys with one last thought to just kind of wrap all of these things together. Now, one way that you can build your confidence for solo travel before even starting to plan your solo trip is by practicing. You know what they say, practice makes perfect. And I think that can be said for or anything in life and solo travel as well. So I recommend if you've never dined on your own, that can be one of the most intimidating things that you do on solo travel because the first time I solo traveled and had to dine by myself, I'm not gonna lie, I felt a little bit uncomfortable. I mean, always sat in a restaurant with another person and now I'm sitting at a restaurant by myself and everyone around me is sitting with a person. So it makes you feel a little bit isolated and kind of like a loner, but what I've learned is that no one cares. I guarantee no one sitting in that restaurant is gossiping saying, oh my gosh, like why is that girl sitting alone? That's so weird. No one cares and you shouldn't either. So that's what I've had to learn the hard way, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it's still uncomfortable at first. So this is why I suggest practicing dining by yourself before you have to solo travel. So take yourself out to dinner to your favorite restaurant in your hometown or even just start easy, go to a cafe, grab coffee and sit at a table by yourself with a croissant or just something like that so that it gets you comfortable with sitting and eating alone because that is one thing that I think takes practice. So I gave you probably a list of almost 
10 tips to build your confidence for solo travel. But of course, there is things that might work better for you, might not work as well for you. But regardless of what those are, the one thing that I can't stress enough, if I didn't already stress this enough, is to not listen to anyone who hasn't been to the destination. To only listen to people who have traveled there, who have, from their own experiences, can tell you what it was like, what the safety was like, if they felt comfortable as a female, all of the information. Only listen to people who have actually traveled there because they know from their firsthand experiences. Someone just sitting at home watching the news. We all know that the news doesn't always tell you everything that's going on, doesn't always paint an accurate picture of what's going on. So please, if you take anything from this episode, only listen to people who have traveled to the destination. And don't work yourself up too much. I know that's easier said than done. I know from my personal experience, but trust me when I say solo travel is amazing and it's scary. I know it's scary. It's normal to be scared, but once you do it, I guarantee you will not regret it and you will learn so much about yourself. That aspect alone is worth it. So I hope you guys now have the confidence or know how to start building the confidence to start traveling on your own terms. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you like it, please leave a review on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this from. It would just help me out so much. And until next episode, keep exploring.